Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hey ladies, Jessie Salee here at Entourage Ministries, and I'm so excited to be with y'all today. I am talking about a topic very near dear to my heart, and I'm just really excited to get into it with y'all. If you don't know me, hi, good to see you, good to talk to you. Um, glad you're listening today. I am the Media and Worship Coordinator for Entourage Ministries, and it is summer here, 2021, and we're growing a cut flower garden to minister to women and encourage them. And today I'm actually talking about encouragement. Um, I love encouraging women. I just got to finish a leg of our life group at our church here at Victory Life Durant, Um where me and my husband fellowship at, we have life groups and we have seasons. So you do a life group for a few months, then you take a break, and then there's another life group so that you have rest in between. And this last one, it was a group of women. We went over the book, The Blue Parakeet. But most of all, as we learned together, we got to encourage one another because we got to spend time together and know each other and draw things out of each other. And I absolutely love that. And I just wanted to digress a little and tell you a story about how Entourage Ministries and the powerful women around me have really changed my life and encouraged me. And if you're new to this, you um, have heard Paige, who is speaking at the intro and the outro of this podcast, who is one of the founding leaders of Entourage Ministries. Um, And if you're not new to this, you know she speaks in our Tuesday night gatherings, and she speaks um, on most of these podcasts on here. Right now, she's currently in Uganda on mission with her mom, her seven-year-old daughter, her brother Dayton. Um, And no, it's not necessarily a family thing, but it is definitely a church family thing, and they all got to go, so it's so awesome. Um, But Paige told me, oh, goodness, I'm not really good with timelines, so some time ago, over a year ago. Paige just lit up one weekend after spending a weekend with certain ladies at her church, which is also Victory Life. And um, and just disclaimer, Entourage Ministries is not affiliated with the church. We actually are a gathering for women in the Lord to be encouraged. So we have so many ladies all around here, Church of Christ ladies, ladies from Baptist churches, ladies from non-denominational churches, uh, just any and every woman who just wants to be encouraged in the Lord because the biblical truths are the same for all denominations, all women, and we just want to encourage them and have special time together. So anyways, (laughs) plug over. So Paige was telling me one weekend um, how awesome she had this like weekend retreat with women who invited her to just rent an airbnb in a city nearby and all they did was get to fellowship and what floored her about this time was that some women have a bad rep 
women in general, people have a bad rep with them. You know women who go through these seasons. I went through this season at one point in my life where you're actually so disgusted with relationship of women that you only befriend men because you say women are backstabbers, women um, are not truthful, they're too emotional. I mean, let me know if you have thought that before, if you've heard women say that before, and now you're in a healthier place and you're just saddened by it because you just know it's an enemy attack and women are amazing. So all of us have, men and women, we have healthy times, unhealthy times of balance. But Paige just came back from this retreat of encouragement from these strong, healthy, beautiful, spiritually driven women. And she just said, Jesse, you have to know about this. It was amazing. She what what stuck out to me the most is she said there was no word of gossip the whole time. None. I mean, think about that. Even with your family, most family conversations or getting together with close ones, the first thing you do is talk about somebody else because of the effect they had on you or whatever it is. And so the first thing she said was there was not one offensive word towards somebody else that whole time, the whole weekend. The Airbnb was filled with women and all they did, she said, was hang out and encourage each other. And how powerful is encouragement? And if you don't have encouragement in your life and you get it, you're just like, whoa, where has this been all my life? And that's really how I feel about Entourage. So I'm actually going to give you another shameless plug. Come on every second Tuesday of the month to Entourage Gathering. It's a gathering of women to lift each other up and encourage each other in Christ. And we are just that. It is a healthy awesome community where you can come on the mountaintop or you can come in the valley and we love on each other and we are just there to worship the father and encourage each other in Christ. I was just thinking this morning that um, I was thinking of one of my sisters and just thought you are so deserving of grace. You're so deserving of forgiveness. And I felt the Lord say in Christ she is. (laughs) And I just paused for a moment and just had a time of gratitude about what Christ did for us. How we as humans, we as sinners, we in a fallen world are so undeserving of absolutely everything. And some people will tell you that and scream that in your face. And that's true. But if we are in Christ, we are so deserving of everything His completed works did on the cross. And and you just get that in a room full of women that are strong and want to encourage you. And I just wanted to paint this picture today of what it looks like to be encouraged and strengthened by each other. And I'm not saying you can't be encouraged by your children, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, husband, brothers, fathers. I'm just talking about this specific friendship and this bond of women encouraging women. So fast forward a little bit to, I think Paige went to that retreat in the fall. And then I got invited to come to a retreat. Paige had a lake house, her and her husband have on the lake here, Lake Texoma. And there was a lot of women there. I feel like there was around 20 women there. And it was a big lake house. And 
we all got to fellowship and I got to witness what she experienced in the fall. And it was just women coming together. We all brought sort of like a potluck dill so we didn't really have to worry about anything. Everything was already set there. You just brought your pajamas basically. (laughs) And then I remember this natural shift that just happened with my friend who is a worship a worshiper of the Lord. She's not even a worship leader. She just worships the Lord. And I got my guitar out and we started worshiping organically in the living room. And then everybody just joined. And from that moment of free expression and gratitude and worship and praise to the Father who is so deserving of these things, there's this time that came about from this setting where these women just started encouraging each other. And when I mean encourage, I mean they got to look in your eyes and they got to tap into the vine that they were biting it of the living vine of God the Father. Um, Like John 15 says, how we're the branches and he's the vine who abides in him bears much fruit. And, And these women are just going around this room It almost feels utopia-like thinking back about it just because of how wonderful and encouraging it was. But the women around the room just started one by one um, being led by the Lord, uh, just going across the room and encouraging each other. And I just wanted to talk biblically a little bit. I mean, it is all over. This is the Lord's DNA. He wants you to know who you are in Him. Uh, Last week, I talked about how um, God told Zechariah and Elizabeth that your your son, John the Baptist, that was a miraculous birth, is going to be John. And he's going to make way for the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And that wasn't because he was Zechariah and Elizabeth's DNA. It's because he was made in the image of God. And there's these things that we get to draw out that isn't from our parents. It isn't from the world. It is it is celestial. It's otherworldly. It's spiritual. And it's from God. And we are image bearers of him. And women who are so branched up from the vine, the living water, the life of the Lord, draw this out of you, the image bear you are in the Lord. The church itself is built on people. We only have one church. It doesn't matter if you go to a certain location on a Sunday, Wednesday, whenever, life groups, Sunday school classes, you, the church as a whole, is in the whole world. It is advancing the kingdom of heaven, and it is image bearers and followers of Jesus Christ who died for us so that we can live forever with God, the creator that we're made in his image. And the church is there together to lift each other up to one body. And, you know, I was just thinking lately too, the more I think about myself, the more closed off I get and the darker it gets. But the more I think about the father, the more open things are, uh, the more selfless I am. And the more I get other mindedness. And so I feel like I am in Psalm 23 as I'm talking about encouragement to you. I am in green pastures. There is not a cloud in sight. The sun is beaming on me bright and warm, but not overbearing. And I'm by still waters. And the Lord um, makes it about him. And whenever it's about him, he shows you his love for others. And so I'm in this room 
I'm sorry. I'm such a rabbit trail person. Can you tell I'm an image person? Can you tell I'm just such a (laughs) flowery storyteller? Um, Anyways, back to the lake cabin with these women. In the evening time, we just organically worshipped and praised together, and now we're encouraging each other individually. And that encouragement is so of the Father. It's so what we do for each other, and it is very important. And I want to relay it to 1 Corinthians 14, prophecy in tongues. And I grew up Baptist, and I didn't even, you know, get to hear about this passage very often because it's so controversial in some ways of interpretation. But I'm just reading the Bible and showing you what prophecy is meant for, Paul says in this, in verse 1, 1 Corinthians 14, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Verse four, the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I won't get into the side of tongues today. If you have questions, um, I'm learning myself Um, I love what the Bible says about tongues. It's not like made up. It's, It's mentioned in the Bible and it's talked about in the Bible and it is a gift. But prophecy here, you can tell specifically that you're supposed to pursue love. And I love that because just as I'm in my Psalm 23 space and I'm out of myself, out of this claustrophobic darkness of what being self-minded does to me, and I'm in this open space and with the Lord and what He does to me in abiding in Him, there's love. God is love. And as I pursue this love He has, He opens my eyes up to see His love for others, and prophecy comes out. So as we pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, What is the point of prophesy? Well, speaking in tongues is about um, your relationship with the Father in this passage. You speak not to men, but to God. So that is you speaking to the Lord. And that's not for others. It's not other-minded. It is your time with the Father. But on the other hand, verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to people for what? Their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So these women in this room were prophesying over each other. They saw how the Lord sees them. They see this this image-bearing person that is way more than their flesh, way more than what they're bound up in in the world, and they don't even care about that. You don't even have to think about that. In the book Raising Giant Killers by Bill Johnson, he actually (laughs) talked about Um, whenever you're mining for gold, nobody thinks, oh my gosh, there's so much dirt. They just think, where's the gold? Where's the gold? And whenever you hit it, you're so excited. And I think that is so fascinating that one of the enemy's tactics is for us to think about all the dirt we have in our life instead of mining for the gold, thinking for the gold. And we oftentimes can't see the gold in ourselves. And so here prophecy comes in. These women are in the room individually encouraging one another and lifting each other up. But it is not to just make each other feel good. It is to make each other know who they are 
in the Lord. And yeah, you do feel good that way. (laughs) But it's not about feelings. It's about remembering when you don't feel who you are. And I just love that prophecy is for upbuilding encouragement and consolation. I also love how verse 4, it says, One who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up what? The church. And we just talked about that, how we are all together as one church. We're not just the church, each individually in our own selves, and it's all about our self-worth, and it's all about what we have to bring, what we have to offer. No, it matters because you're part of the body, and nobody wants to miss a part of their body. Nobody does. But this prophecy is for the encouragement and the building up of each other. And as I just looked in that room, and I just saw these image bearers of God pulling out the image of God in each other. It was beautiful. I was actually pregnant at the time with Sage, and I was not, she's my 10-month-old daughter. So that kind of gives you a good timeline. I was pregnant last year with her. It was uh, March whenever we met, I believe. And um, I did not know her gender yet. She wasn't She wasn't 22 weeks. I believe I had to wait 22 weeks before we looked. And I didn't know, but the Lord quickened me in my spirit that she would be a girl. I believe I knew that in college because I had this deep desire and I felt that click of the desire of my heart was lined up with the Father's will. And he just let me hold on to that for years. And then eight years later, I knew when I was pregnant, it would be a girl and her name would be Sage, the wise counsel, oldest sister of our family that we grow, hopefully one day. (laughs) And um, as I was there, women who were complete strangers to me before, because we were invited by different people, would tell me, oh, I see a girl. You're having a girl. You're going to have a girl. And they got to encourage me in that. But it wasn't even those things. It was just who we are that maybe we've forgotten and the Lord was drawing that out in them to say. Or maybe it's not even something we forgot. Maybe it's something we've never known. And the Lord was like, oh, tell them. And they did. And we did. And there are some things that I remember words that they received that we're holding on to, to come true, that have not come to fruition yet. But we know when the Lord speaks, His word never returns void, and it does what it wills to do. Um, I wanted to finish about prophecy and encouragement and prophesying to each other, for each other, for the church, with what Jesus did in his ministry. It is very biblical encouraging people and prophesying over people. And, I, and I've talked about Peter before, but I just wanted to finish with reminding you that people encouraging you who you are isn't necessarily so you just go out and live that way. It's, it's so, the, so in your sanctification, in your daily transformation, as you're walking out your time with the Lord and you're advancing the kingdom for God's glory and for your good, that you know where you're going. If you're not there yet, the Lord's with you every single day, and you know that that's where you're going. So Simon Peter, one of the 12 disciples, start in the Gospels and go to Acts, and you can read all about Peter and his story and his life 
within Jesus um, and being alive in the time of the ministry of Jesus. But we know things about Peter in general. Most people do. Um, He was a disciple. He was one of Jesus's right-hand men. He outspoke a lot out of turn, (laughs) like all of us do. So he's super relatable. He denied Jesus three times after Jesus told him he would. And he still remained faithful after he did that. And after Jesus died, was resurrected, and ascended to heaven, Peter was the one that saved 3,000 after Pentecost. And so that's a little nutshell of him. But I want you to know, in Matthew 16, Jesus was prophesying encouragement into Peter about who he was, even if it didn't necessarily line up with how he was acting at the time. Can I get an amen that that is parenthood 101? I mean, it is definitely for your friends. It's definitely for your girlfriends. But I only have a 10-month-old, but I have nieces and nephews. I'm just awaiting the days (laughs) where my baby turns into a toddler and then she grows up and she's going to speak. And all I'm going to do is rebuttal who what she's acting like at the moment versus who she is, <laughs> the Lord. And man, don't you just want friends that call that out in you, that they don't hang up on what you're doing that's so stupid in the beginning, but they but they encourage you in who you are so you can correct the ways that do not line up with that? Amen, Lord. Amen. May we have these amazing relationships that are built that way. So Matthew 16, Jesus... Um, asks Peter who he is. He says, you are the Christ. And in verse 7, Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not stand against it. Verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one he was the Christ. And then it goes on. What I want to draw out here is that Peter knew who God was. It wasn't about him in that moment. He wasn't closed off. It was the Psalm 23 moment where he was in a green pasture looking at Jesus, the God-man, face-to-face, and he knew who he was. And because he did, God got, got to reveal who Peter was. And he no longer was Simon. Simon was a name that actually meant a reed blowing in the wind that is very fickle. It is bound by the relation of the weather, and it's not heavy. It's not foundational, but Jesus changes Simon, the reed blowing in the wind to a rock. A foundation of the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And this was before Peter denied Jesus. This was all before that. Because Jesus knew that he needed to draw out who Peter was before he acted fully like it. Not because it was a lie, but because he knew the full potential. So just because we're going through tough things or just because we've encouraged somebody and then they don't do it next, what we do know is that the word of the Lord that's given to us and it's quickened will not return void and it will reap what it has come to do. 
So if the Lord is encouraging us to prophesy encouragement of who we are in Him, it will come to pass. Hold fast to those things. Hold on to good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. First Thessalonians something or other. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And um, then Peter denied Jesus. And, and it didn't change who he was. It just meant whenever he was, let's see, where does Peter deny Jesus? So as you're studying this, uh, it is Luke 22. It starts in verse 54. And, he, and Jesus told him that he would deny him three times before the rooster crows. And he did. He absolutely did. Whenever he took distance from Jesus, when they took him away. So Peter started thinking about himself. He started pulling away from Jesus, the rock on the church in which he stands, and he denied him three times. And it says, after he did that, Peter wept bitterly. Why did he weep bitterly? Because it didn't line up with who he is. It didn't line up with who Jesus said Peter is. Sounded more like Simon, the reed blowing in the wind. But he's getting changed from the reed to the rock. And Jesus was about to die. And when he rose, the sin against him that Peter did was forgiven as well. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, Peter starts a sermon after Pentecost, receiving the Holy Spirit, where greater things than Jesus will be done in his church by the receiving of the Holy Spirit who is with us as our teacher and our guide in all things to remind us in the truth of God's word and what he will do in his kingdom. And Peter goes and does a very Peter thing, not a Simon thing. And 3,000 people are saved. So ladies, if you're not around women who are strong, encouraging, amazing women, I'm just going to Say, come to Entourage every second Tuesday. Find your ladies. Start with one friend and just intentionally, if, if you're just so wrapped up in gossip, just intentionally be like, hey, listen, I want to get together and I want to do this. I just want to encourage you. I want you to know what I see in you and let the Holy Spirit just start flowing things out of you. Or maybe he's already showed you things and you're just so caught up in either self-mindedness or... Um, or just or just that regular flow of gossip's my thing. It's the first thing I do. My relationship with a sister or a friend, it's kind of directly around that. We get together, the first thing we do is start talking about people. Well, maybe you just intentionally need to set it up and say, hey, let's have lunch, and we're going to encourage each other. <laughs> and if there's problematic people in your life, maybe just stop. Don't even think about the problems and just say, Lord, how do I understand them? And how do I encourage them in who they are so that what they're doing now starts to line up with who they are in you? Amen. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time today. I thank you for this sweet moment. And I thank you for my husband that's with my baby taking a nap so I can uh, speak these things that you've given to me, Lord. And I just lift up every woman who has fallen short and pray to thinking that what they're doing is actually who they are. I ask you, Father, that that veil was torn when Jesus died and that heaven is on earth and that your kingdom is coming and that we are a part of it. 
May they see that they are image bearers of you, Lord Jesus. We cannot get enough of you. If any of us feel closed off, closed in, in a dark pit, may they have a sister that pull them out. May they rest by still waters and green pastures. And as we abide in you, may we bear much fruit and encourage each other to do that as well. You are great, Lord. We love you with every ounce of our being. May you continue to sanctify us. May our whole spirit, soul, and body be aligned. May nothing be out of alignment. Any woman that needs healing right now when I say these words, I just pray that their whole body from the top of their head to the tip of their toes just be completely replenished. Their soul, their spirit, soul, and body aligned. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. You're in this place. You breathe life in us. You are life itself. We praise you for the vapors we have. And we ask that as our days are numbered, that you use it for your glory, for our good. And may we be legacy-minded, generational-minded. We love you. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 